welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Hello, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters, listeners and friends. You're very welcome to segment four of this week's offering of the talk show for talkers. And we are so lucky that we still have Julian with us. And he is going to be chatting with Paul. And I might stick my nose into their conversation as well, because Julian is, is a wealth of information. He's written that book, Zoom Like a Pro. We would recommend that. But Paul... Would you like to kick off? And kick off is a good term because Julian comes from a country that are passionate about soccer, great soccer players. Paul, over to you and Julian and George. Listeners, just a small little start. If I have a choice between talking about the weather and talking about soccer, you'll quickly realise that I'm much more interested (laughs) in the weather. Julian, what's the weather like in Manchester today? Like most part of the year, very grey, and yeah, probably will rain at some point. Great. So it means that most Manchester people today are in the dry anyway. Yeah. Good. Now, look, I listened to you talking with Ted day before yesterday. What really struck me was that how little I know about you, because you and I first met in Manchester. You came and sat at the table that I was sitting at, and I said to myself, who is this man? So tell me, what do you do for a living? That's a really good question. What do I do for a living? That's the question I've been trying to figure out for the last three years. I used to work in logistics. I used to run a small Spanish company, or being the figurehead. And with Brexit, you know, things went south, many companies closed. One of those was the company I was working for. So I took the opportunity to travel around South America for a few months, beautiful experience. And when I came back here, I tried to step away from the nine to five or eight to five or seven to six I was working before. So I'm trying to do different things. Now, as you know, I wrote a book, Zoom Like a Pro, uh, hoping to raise my profile because the problem we have with presentations is not Zoom, is that we don't know how to present. This problem of people getting tired, we had it before. I'm pretty sure all of you have gone to events with six, seven, eight presenters all talking, 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 and saying nothing or reading their slides. So these kind of things, I'm very passionate about that. And I think I can have an impact on that. Now, is that making me enough money to live with? I don't think so, yet. Well, one of the things about the book, which I have had the great pleasure to read, and one of the great things about the presentations I've seen you do around the theme of Zooming like a pro, all of that has given me the impression that you are obsessed with making a good first impression. Well, actually, if you want to sell your product, if you want to sell your ideas, if you want to convince people, you need to create a good first impression. And first impressions are created in less than a second. So if I think that the person I'm speaking with is a loser or is somebody 
who is interested only in selling me, I'm not going to listen to what Reba he has to say. Now, if I like this person, because he has a good presence on camera, because he smiles, because he's kind, I might listen to him. And I might not agree with him, but it will cause a good impression and I will be more open to listen to him. And at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want to send our message across. Then if people think that it's a good idea to do what you are saying, that's fantastic. If not, that's fine. At least they heard you. That's brilliant, Paul. Actually, I'd like to compliment Julian on that because, Julian, you have only one opportunity to make a first impression. Well, I must say here, I was a bit, how can I say, puzzled because I thought that it was a podcast, but then they told me, no, you are going to be a stream online. So if I would have known that, I would have not come like this. I would have, well, dressed for the occasion, dressed to impress, that they say. Where I was going, Julian, with this exploration of you is that I'm wondering about the other side of you, which is about the content of communication. Let me ask you, what are the three things that really push your buttons so that you love what somebody is saying? What, um, what three things would I need to do in a conversation with you that would really have you glued to what I have to say? All right. If we are talking in a one-to-one conversation, what you can do to get my attention is to show interest. And there are different ways to show interest. Repeating the question, nodding, smiling. Smiling is such a powerful tool. And some people don't like to use it. I have neighbors. I say, hello, good morning. When I cross them in the corridor or in the lift, they don't say anything. So when you go into a Toastmasters meeting next week or the week after and a first prepared speaker up there about to speak, what do you look for? Never mind if you're an evaluator, you're sitting there in the audience. What, what are you hoping for when it comes to the content? Not how somebody's dressed yep. with a smile, but the content. I, what, what, what I expect from anybody speaking in giving a presentation is that they are not going to make me waste my time. And that's the important thing. So they could be talking about things that I completely disagree. Okay, that's fine. But if he or she has prepared the presentation and is giving me ideas to check my own thoughts, my own ideas, and compare against them, that's fine. What I don't like is when people come not pre- unprepared. And, and that's to me, is a big no-go. And as well, another no-go is running over time because that means that you have not prepared well enough. And here, unfortunately, at those masters, we sometimes, or many of us, go over time. Yes, but when we go over time in Toastmasters, the, the period is measured in seconds. I mean, if you're, if you're making a prepared speech in Toastmasters, a five to seven minute speech, you're given a bit of flexibility until seven minutes and 30 seconds, but seven minutes and 31, you'll be disqualified in the contest. Have you ever been disqualified in a contest, Julian? I have never been disqualified, and actually... 
in all the time I've been in Toastmasters, over 60 speeches I must have done, only twice I run over time for a few seconds. And why was that? Because I was not prepared well enough. Well, if you keep up that record and you stay in Toastmasters until you're as mature as I am, I reckon you will have a world championship record there because do you remember the, the, the person who in the world championship uh, final last year was disqualified for going over time by one breath? What can I say? Rules are rules. Fantastic. And tell me, what question would you like to ask Ted Melanfi now that you've been on the receiving end of questions from him? Let's give you an opportunity to ask Ted a question. If you had the power of improving Toastmasters, how would you do it? What would you do it? I think, and thank you, Julian, for that very interesting question. What I would do, what I find a challenge in Toastmasters is the stuff that we present from the point of view of education. I think Pathways is a wonderful tool. I absolutely love it. But for a lot of people, it can be difficult to manoeuvre their way around it, to navigate your way through exactly what you're looking for. I think it should be more user-friendly. I've visited many clubs, and one of their big bugbears is that the members cannot navigate or they cannot get into Pathways. And that, that is depriving them of a fantastic education because the material is like gold dust. So thank you for that question. And that's what I would do. And that was a good question. Thank you. That's a nice segue to the ending of this particular segment. We will see you all again next week. So it's goodbye from me, Ted. And goodbye from Paul. And Julian and George. Thank you much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And it's been our pleasure, Julian, and it was great to meet George as well. And of course, we must not forget the lady behind the the desk, Myra O'Brien. Thank you, Myra, for your efforts as well on this week's Talk Russia Talk. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.